Hi everyone, welcome to Bought by the Hour podcast. I am your host, Jill Jones. I am so excited to bring you another interview this week. I have gotten to meet and love and interview Pi Venus Winslow. Um, Pi is the owner and founder of Full Venus Rising. She's a published author, public speaker, and transformational life coach for those recovering from a narcissistic upbringing. Pi's mission is to empower others to reclaim their authentic selves and live intentionally free from codependency and narcissistic abuse. I am so excited for you guys to hear this interview. She also has a free gift to offer you. You can find all of the links in the description, and I can't wait for you to join us. It's a pleasure to to meet you, Jill. I listened to a couple of your podcast episodes, and I think what you're doing is really important. I also left you a review on iTunes, so hopefully that'll be Thank helpful. You so much. Yeah. So can you tell us if someone is kind of like questioning about whether or not they grew up in a narcissistic household, like what are some of the things that they could look for? Or like, how do they pinpoint that, that that's what they're dealing with the effects of? Yeah, well, it's, it is, it is a little bit of a journey. I think the first thing, the first thing to do is to understand and recognize what are, what are the characteristics of somebody who has a narcissistic personality? And, you know, we, we all can have these characteristics. I mean, everybody can tell a lie. Everybody can, um, you know, say they didn't do something if they really did do it because they're afraid of being caught or they're afraid of dealing with the consequences, but narcissistic people live their life uh, a certain way. They have these these traits or these characteristics that they they use all the time it's actually become part of their personality so what what you would want to look for is um are these kinds of traits so a narcissistic person is entitled they believe they're the center of the universe they believe you know what's going on with them what they want need feel is more important than anyone else and and they want to be admired and revered and appreciated always. Respect is very, very important for them. Um, They have little to no empathy or little to no remorse for other people. They, They can't really relate to the pain and suffering of other people, and they don't feel bad when they hurt other people. Um, they think that they're perfect and they have to pr- they have to have this persona of perfection that follows them wherever they go. So they will rarely admit or never admit being wrong and they'll never give you a genuine apology. Um, they will give you the faux apology, the, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way apology, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's a big relatable one for me with my story with Jack, um, if I ever did call him out for being wrong, it was anger and defensiveness. And there was never an admittance at, of any guilt or responsibility in any way, shape or form. And how dare I have even suggested <laughs> that it could have been him. Um, and unfortunately that was pretty normal to me because I also grew up in a narcissistic household. My father was a, is a class, a narcissist. It's, um, I don't, and I don't think I said it for a long time. I've never heard my father say, I love you. Mm. And I don't think he loves anybody more than he loves himself. Like, I don't think that he's fully capable of 
I, I don't even know if it's love for himself, but there's a righteousness yes. in, in his yes. personality and in his persona that is just, he's just better. He's just too good. Um, yeah. And yeah. I know people who are listening know quite a bit of my story, um, but how did you kind of get into this? Well, I discovered in, in later in my life that my, my mother had these narcissistic tendencies. So, so not only was, did I realize, um, when I put it all together, it was like a big light bulb went off in my head because I, for years and years and years, I could not put my finger on exactly what it was about my mother that drove me crazy. Why? why it took me like a week or longer to, to kind of come back down to earth after spending time with her. Um, I would get so triggered and disassociate that I, I would lose days, you know, days and days uh, after interacting with her. And, and I couldn't, I didn't really know why it was so hard for me to put my finger on it. And when I realized, oh, she's, you know, she's narcissistic. She has this, this personality. This is the way she is all of the time. This is how she's acted as long as I've known her, like 45 years of my life at that point in time. Um, that was when it all kind of came together for me. Wow. That's really crazy. Um, I, what are kind of some of the, the effects you've seen from living and growing and developing with a narcissist? Yeah. Yeah. Well, be, you know, there's so many things and, and because of their personality, um, you know, the entitlement, the righteousness that you, you mentioned, the, the not having empathy, the not admitting to being wrong. They, they also, they will lie if they need to. Um, and they, they demand that emotional energy in that respect. And if they don't get it, then there are consequences to pay. And that's what usually, um, keeps people in their, in their control. And, and that's ultimately what it is that they want. They want to have control over other people. It, it is a way for, it feeds their ego in a sense. So what happens to somebody who experiences that from a parent growing up as a child, if you think about being a child and, and how we come into this earth and we are, you know, we're pure, we're clean, we're open, we're, we're like sponges and we're just soaking in all of these experiences and feelings and we're figuring things out. Well, if we're trying to figure out what's true when the person in our life is lying and gaslighting us, if, if we're trying to figure out um, you know, who we are and what's being reflected back to us is, is negativity in, in, for a means of control and manipulation, then we grow up with these habitual ways of thinking, feeling, and being. So, so that can show up. We have, we have a distorted sense of ourselves. So the way it can show up is, you know, we have, we have feelings of inadequacy. We have imposter syndrome. We struggle with perfection. We have fear of judgment, fear of rejection. We're afraid to be seen. We're afraid to be heard, to speak up. 
we may have a scarcity mindset and believe that there's never enough money, there's never enough love, we're never going to get what we need, you know, and, and a lot of fear around that, we may have worthiness issues, we may have issues with trust, we may be afraid to dream or to even feel good, allow ourselves to feel good. We that makes a lot of yeah. Yeah. We could have low self-esteem or self-worth. Yeah. And I think too, so just as far as like the narcissistic tie in with the trafficking world. So in my growing up with a narcissistic father, when I met Jack, it was comfortable and normal and familiar because yeah. it was the same as my father and, and that tie in and that all of those feelings, Jack knew, I think you know, from the very beginning, the, the worth, the worthlessness and the struggling with my identity and the inability to trust my own decisions and just all of those things that, you know, I was already dealing with. And it's been proven 96% of human trafficking victims are abused as children in some way, shape or form, whether it's physically or mentally or sexually. And, and living with a narcissist is, is mental abuse, <laughs> in a, in a, you know, it's not always caught right away. Sometimes it's too late by the time we figure it out, you know, but it's, it, you have the effects of mental abuse after living with a narcissist. And I just, it, it makes so much sense. I think I'm, I'm even learned stuff about myself throughout this. And I'm, I'm just really glad that you're here. Oh, thank you, Jill. And yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And, and what you have spoken to before about the grooming a narcissistic parent grooms their child to be codependent, to be dependent on them for their value and worthiness. That's how they stay in control. So if you're groomed and, and bred, basically taught, um, programmed to, to be codependent, then yes, you are um, you are at risk of being victimized later in life by narcissistic people. That's, that's, it's, it's insane to see the ties and how everything just connects. Um, tell us more about where you are now. I'm, I know that how you got here is important, but I think that where you are now and what you're doing now, like what, um, how are, what are you doing with the community and with your work? Oh, well, I, when I, I started my journey, I thought I was probably the only woman in the world who had to disown her mother. And, um, and that, that was a really lonely place for me. And, and I had to process, you know, just, I had to do a lot of processing around what happened to me and, um, and a lot of grieving and through that process and through the journey and, and, when we, when we see that, when we see it and we realize we're seeing it and we cannot unsee it and we recognize, okay, this is my, this is what happened to me. This is how it affected me. And like, the next question is like, well, well, what, what now, what can I do now? And the answer is you can't change the other person. All you can do is change yourself. So what I'm doing now is I am, I am helping other people recover from growing up with narcissistic parents. And I'm on a mission to empower others to reclaim their authentic self, their authentic self, not who their parents told them they were or right. are, 
not not the story about what happened to them, but who they really are, and to live their lives intentionally free from codependency and narcissistic abuse. That's really exciting. That's I, I love that. I love the the clarification between the difference of you know that while your story is is part of you and how you became you, it doesn't have to be all of you. You know, I, I have a hard time sometimes myself differentiating myself from my story because the trafficking was a big part of my life, but that was only, you know, three years and some change. Um, you know, and I'm I'm an adult woman. I've been I've been around for a lot longer than that. So there's just a lot more to me than that story. And I want to use it as much as I can, but I don't want it to completely identify who I am. And so I love that you made that clarification there. Just not only not being who everybody else has told you that you are, and you're narcissistic, you know, whether it's your parents or your relationship, but but just knowing that your story doesn't have to identify you forever. <laughs> that's kind of yeah it's a it's a relief because right now it seems to be what everybody knows about me <clears throat> yeah and I yeah. I'm excited for the day that that I can just be me and not be my story <laughs> yeah well you you are in you are taking your story just like I am taking mine taking what taking the experience and transforming it into gold taking the manure and recycling it into yeah. a beautiful flower. Like you're helping people and I'm helping people. And we are doing that through sharing our stories, not as victims, but as, as women who have, who have risen above the experience and the pain to, to transform it, to transmute it into something beautiful that is going to benefit other people. And that is, that is the real gift of, and the lesson, I think, from, from what we've experienced, we didn't go through that to suffer and for nothing, right? Like yeah. we get to take it and we get to elevate it and, and turn it into something good that is going to serve the greater good serve the world. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, if we have listeners that are interested in getting in contact with you or getting um, books or products, how can they do that? You can go to my website. It's fullvenusrising.com and you can learn more about me. You can also download a free digital copy of my book, and my book is called Mother Medusa, Weaving Myth, Ritual, and Magic into Healing from a Narcissistic Upbringing. And in that book, I talk about my experience growing up with a narcissistic mother, the effects that it had on me, and about my journey and how I transformed my life so that I could, you know, I could be the person that I am today supporting other people on their journey and living a big, beautiful life, which is what we all deserve. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. And I will make sure I will have the link for your website in the episode description. If you guys want to click on that below. Um, and I think that PI Venice is, is awesome. She's offering you guys a free copy of her digital book. Um, please go and get that. We would be so excited for you guys to join in on this conversation also. Thank you so much for being here tonight. I love this conversation. I feel like I learned a lot and I'm just really excited to have you. Thank you, Jill. It's been a pleasure.
Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this episode. I am so glad you were here. I really enjoyed my conversation with Pi Venus Winslow, and I really hope that you guys will check out her website. Go and grab that free copy of her book that she is offering to you guys. I've already gotten my copy. I am learning so much about myself and those around me and how I can communicate better. And I'm just really excited for this journey of healing that we are all on together. I will see you next time on Bob the hour.